Stay standing just for a second there, guys. And the Lord was putting on my heart when Joe was praying and during that song that 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 Jesus is our hope and salvation and our hope in eternal life, but he's our hope in what we're going through. And the Lord put on my heart that lots of you are going through some difficult times. And as I was praying for some of you, uh, whenever the praise team was singing, uh, is he worthy, is he worthy? And it said he is, the Spirit of the Lord just come over me. And, and he wanted me to speak to you today. If you're going through a difficult time, he is worthy to minister to that situation. And he will minister to that situation. So if you got something going on in your life that you want to lift before the Lord, just raise your hand up and say, Lord, I give this to you and the hope and the assurance that you, Lord, will take this from me today. And let's just lift these things before God. And as we raise our hands to him, he's taking them out of our hands because he loves us. He wants to be a part of our life. We're talking about relationship today. Jesus came that we may have relationship with him. And he wants to be in your situation and he wants to heal your situation. So, Father, we ask that you take this heaviness away. Father, that we not only give this to you, but, Father, we release it to you to where there's peace rests upon us today. Father, let your peace of healing rest upon us today. Let your peace of of confidence rest upon us today. Whatever it is here today that we need to touch, let your wisdom rest upon us, Lord. But, Father, move across this body, Lord, and, and heal and touch us, Lord, because you are worthy. You paid the price, not only for our salvation, but our physical and our spiritual healing as well. And we thank you for that today, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated today. Isn't God good? I really feel the presence of the Lord in the house today. And and guys, that's why we take moments like we just did, because we're here to receive a touch from the Lord. <laughs> and whether I preach or not now, I know somebody received a touch from the Lord. And I know that somebody, God, has touched their lives already today. Uh, the Lord just wants to move across us so much. As Joel said, I want to welcome everybody here today. And and I, I think it's even more than that. Uh, I love that you're here. Uh, the Lord's put that on my heart today during Sunday school that, that he loves that we're here. He loves us. And it blesses him that we come into his house and worship him every day. And so again, I want to welcome those that are inside. I want to welcome guests that we have today. We appreciate that you joined us today. And I see many guests across the room today. But we want to also thank those that are joining us online today for being a part of this service. And we ask that, that God move across all of our lives today. We are here to, to experience Jesus even more than the day before. To know him more than we did yesterday. That's why we're here. Thank you for the air today, that fresh air blowing across the crowd. That just moved upon me today. But we've been talking about words that Christ said on the cross. And in any way, taking this season to 
go over the things that, that Christ that was important to him, that he spoke out on the cross. And we called this series Words of the Cross. The first week we talked about forgiveness. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. The cross, at the cross, Jesus forgave us, those that would believe in him of our past, our present, and our future sins. And we talked about that, and again, go back and visit that service. Last week, we talked about salvation, and we had a, a Lord put on my heart to bring an evangelist in, that, that they really know how to bring the message of salvation. And, and, and Parker did a great job, but, but the scripture that he shared was one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, meaning he complained to Jesus, he protested Jesus, he was just totally upset with Jesus. He went on to say, are you the, not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other man on the cross, he rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justfully, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. So we see that Christ moving through salvation on the cross. That salvation couldn't have came about without the forgiveness of sins. And so we, we, as we talk about these seven things, all of them are important and really they happen simultaneously, but we're just going to talk about them in an order. But, but forgiveness and salvation happen so that we may have relationship with God. That's why Jesus came. That's why God sent Jesus is that we would have relationship with him. And guys, it's more than, than accepting him as, a, him as Lord. It's, it's accepting him as Lord of your life. Meaning that from now on, Jesus, you will reign in my life. You have full control of my life. I want all of you. And when we do that, we'll experience the totality of God. But today we're going to use the scripture. We could use the, the scripture of uh, the two thieves on the cross. You know, we see immediately there was there was forgiveness, and then there was salvation, and then there was relationship. We see that with the two thieves on the cross. One chose, one didn't. But Christ went on to say in John chapter 19, verses 26, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to his disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciples took her into his home, into his own home. And today, what we saw in this scripture was that while on the cross, Jesus forgave our sins. He, he brought salvation to us. He brought relationship to us, but so intimately that it was more than just a salvation. That's the most important part, but he cared for the care of his mother. He cared for the, the disciples. He cared about every need down to the last detail of their relationship. And that's what I want us to focus on today, that, that Jesus just doesn't want to be with us the day we accept Christ. Jesus wants to be in a relationship with us from that day forward. Just like today we took the time out during the, the, the after the praise and worship, 
because many people were feeling a heaviness. Jesus recognized in his relationship with you that you needed a touch upon your life. And we took the time out for Jesus to minister to that need by his Holy Spirit. That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to save us. He wants to put us in right standing with God. But he wants to deliver us. He wants to set us free. He wants to heal us. He wants to bring us joy. He wants to bring us peace. He wants to be in total relationship of our life. He wants to be involved. I just moved my son home from Austin, Texas. And he wants to be involved even in that. He wants to be involved in every aspect of your life. And so we need to recognize that relationship that we have for him. Today, uh, as we talk about relationship, you know, I'm, I'm specifically talking about Jesus' relationship with us. In other words, so many times you hear relationship, it's what we need to do or, or you know, things that we can do to have a better relationship with, uh, with Jesus. But I want you to think about what I'm saying today is Jesus has already done these things so that you could have the best relationship with him in the world. That's what I want to recognize through the scripture. There's also a seven-day devotion out there called uh, Relationship Reset. And, and anyway, it will talk more about God and uh, relationship going both directions. And I challenge you, it's on you version on your Bible app. You can load that down and, and, and read one devotion a week or a day, excuse me, for this seven days and kind of spend some more time on relationship. But again, today, let's zero in on what Christ did for us. I was blessed this last week. Actually, uh, we're blessed today. My mom and dad aren't with us, and, and that's not why we're blessed, that, that, that we're glad they're with us. But my great niece is getting baptized as we speak now. And they're in rejoicing with, with uh, I just went blank on my niece's name. Say, thank you, Macy. And, and that's how good I am with names. I can know you like my own wife, and I'll forget your name. But, but Macy's getting baptized today. She joined in relationship with God. And the neat thing is all the family are meeting afterwards because it's more than that. It's, it's the, the family's going to come around. We're going to celebrate because it's a big decision and God wants to be involved with all of us. And so Jesus comes in around us in relationship and salvation. He's going to be at that family dinner today. He's going to be at that celebration and he's going to be with Macy for all eternity. Isn't that cool? That's relationship. You know, last Wednesday night, I was so blessed. We had a guest speaker in here, and we had several people rededicate their lives. But but we had a lady, Maria, gave her life to Jesus Wednesday night. And so she stepped into that relationship. And anyway, she is from our Carthage church, and, and she came up here and joined us Wednesday night and, and, and accepted Jesus. And the thing that blesses me about that, again, relationship is more than, than, than that, it's, it's that God wants to be in every part of your life. And, and a lot of you probably didn't know it, but, but she has been without water for 10 days. Since the freeze, she has not had water. And the Lord showed us that need, and you, Oakton, paid for her water lines to be repaired so that she could have water, and she got it this last Thursday. 
And so what I'm saying is that Jesus not only saw her need of salvation and forgiveness, but he also heard her prayer that, hey, I, I, my water lines are froze. You know, I, I need this in my life. And Jesus loved her so much that he even saw that her water lines were taken care of. You see, I'm trying to make this on the simplicity of things that we so many times think God is out there with a whip smacking us. When God's out there with his hand reached out through his son Jesus, wanting to be a part of everything that you're going through. I hear it as a believer all the time, I, I feel so alone. Well, that's not the relationship that we should have with Jesus. We should never feel alone when we're in relationship with Jesus because he wants to be a part of our life. He wants to be in your situation, in your problem. You're not alone. And so, again, take advantage of this relationship that Jesus has put before us today. I'm trying to decide where to go today because that was all free. But a relationship with Jesus is necessary. For us to have victory. And and when the rubber hits the road, God is the only one who can fully provide for us. No one can save you but Jesus. A lot of colleagues will tell you that all religions are the same. Universalism, there's many ways to heaven. But guys, the only way to heaven is through Jesus. And when the rubber hits the road, the only peace you're going to have in your life is through Jesus. When the rubber hits the road, the only joy you're going to get in life is going to be first found in Jesus. You can date a hundred women or be married 15 times. Your joy is going to be in Jesus. The scripture in Matthew 6, 26, Jesus' own words said, don't be anxious about life. In other words, your relationship is in me, Jesus. Don't be anxious about what you eat or what you drink. Look at the birds of the air. They are neither, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? So Jesus even broke it down even further that, that, that he values birds. And so you can't tell me that he doesn't value every part of your life. He says right here that he will provide in every aspect of your life. Now, as I was saying earlier, when the rubber hits the road, it's going to be obvious to us. And I think America has been shaken a little bit. This last year, we have been reminded how quickly we can run out of basic necessities. How many ever thought you'd get rich on having stocks and toilet paper? Think about it. We never ever dreamed that we'd go into Walmart and the shelves would be empty. We never dreamed that we'd go into Walmart and there'd be no hand sanitizer. There would never be any soup. There would never be bread or there wouldn't be this or there there wouldn't be that. The thing I noticed the longest was brown sugar. Because I love noodles with a little bit of brown sugar. And I couldn't get brown sugar forever. But these little necessities 
I think that we've been reminded on that, that we can't depend on them for happiness. <laughs> we can't depend on these things I'm talking about for happiness. We see that restaurants have closed, stores have closed, and, and guys, you never thought about this, but, but anytime I have an evangelist in, there's nothing open late enough for me to take them and eat after we're done here. I can sometimes, most stores now close at 9 o'clock. But I reminded myself of it again Wednesday night when me and Kevin went to eat, everything was closed. And Subway was nice and let us in at the last minute. So maybe the Lord is trying to tell us something, I don't know. But but we see that even clothing stores, suits, if, if I want to go get a suit now, I can't even go try it on. Our world has been shaken. We see that our society has been vulnerable. And, and the reason it has become vulnerable and we feel vulnerable is because we're putting our trust in these things instead of Jesus. And, and we take these things for granted, but they closed our churches. They closed our schools. They closed our hospitals. They closed our nursing homes, the funeral homes. And they even got the sports god. Nothing was ever shut sports down. But our world has been shaken. And many people feel vulnerable because they're routine. These things that they're not the way they used to be. But we need to press into Jesus because that's where we gain our strength. We shouldn't count on all these other things to, to be able to live a life of joy and happiness. I'm reminded of the February cold weather. Man, that really showed us how vulnerable we were. Millions of people were without electricity, water, heat. Some were out without gas for weeks. And then the young lady I was telling you about hadn't had water for Several days up until last Thursday. Man, our world has been shaken. But are we pressing into our relationship with Jesus? Or are we become more anxious and more vulnerable and more upset with life? The election showed us how vulnerable Christians were. We had a president that supported our Christian values. And now we have one pursuing the Equality Act. This past year, we've been shown how vulnerable we really are. How we are totally dependent on God. How we need relationship with God and Jesus in every aspect of our life. And as I was thinking about this and praying about this, this scripture just began to well up with me in Psalms chapter 20. You know, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I trust in the Lord God Almighty. And the TV, the Passion Version, said it like this, and I thought it was awesome. Some find their strength and their weapons and their wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in Yahweh, our God, who makes us strong and gives us victory. When you're feeling vulnerable, you need to check your relationship with Jesus and say, Hey, how, why have I allowed this into my life? And guys, I'm talking to me today. Uh, I'm not up here saying I'm holier than now. Uh, I saw how vulnerable I was. And I saw how I needed to trust Jesus in every aspect of my life. 
that I could have joy in every situation, that, that I didn't have to be scared or afraid, that, that I could press in and God would be there for me. In Sunday school in Philippians, they're talking on love. And, and Paul wrote Philippians when he was in prison that's supposed to be one of the most intimate books in the Bible. And he wrote it when he was in prison. The most vulnerable time of his life, the most scary time of his life, he was operating in the love and joy of Jesus Christ more than ever. We need to live by that example and allow Jesus to come in and be a part of all of our relationship with him. As I was thinking this week that, that, that some biblical definitions here, let me get back and see if I can find it. But, but one that really jumped out at me, when I looked up relationship, the biblical definition is a state of being connected to Jesus Christ. So when we accept Jesus, he connects with us. And it's a bond that cannot be broken. It just reminded me at youth one time I preached and I had a young college or uh, football boy come up there and, and I told him to grab a hold of my hand and, and I told him, don't let go. And man, I whipped him all over the place trying to break that connection and he fought with all he had to keep the connection. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what Jesus does. He fights for us. He died for us. And he lives for us so that we can know God more intimately. The scripture says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. So you're connected. Paul goes on to say in verse 19, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You're connected to Jesus now. You're not your own. Let go and let him minister into every situation of your life. The biblical example of relationship is marriage. And we see in the scripture in Genesis 2.24, Therefore a man shall live, live, leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall both become one flesh. And they shall become one flesh is listed at least five other times in the Bible, or at least I know four other times in the Bible. And so when we accept Jesus, when Jesus accepts us, we become one flesh. How many of you remember the, how many of you are even, I bet me look out there, how many of you spotting them old heart necklaces? I bet Joe Meadows, when he saw Carrie, he run into the dime store and he said, I got to have them heart necklaces. You know, the kind that they're cracked down the middle and then she gets one and he gets one and it reminds them that they're connected. Joe, did you do that? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, but everybody laughs so I laugh with you. But how many of you got them heart necklaces? Come on, I've done it before. And sorry, honey, it wasn't, it wasn't you. I know, I'm sorry. Oh, I just dug me a hole. I just dug me a hole. Uh, that's another sermon we'll preach on. That, don't use that example, okay? But when we accept Jesus, he takes our heart and we take his heart. And we may not be able to physically see him all the time, but we know that we're connected. You guys pray me out of this here. You've been there with me. 
All you men stick your foot in your mouth just like me. Don't play holier now. But we are connected. Like me and Karen are connected. You know, Karen sticks with me because she has to, but Jesus sticks with me because he gets to. No, I'm kidding. I ask her every day, honey, do you love me? And she's always like, why do you ask me that? You're insecure. Uh, But we need to know that we're loved. And I'm telling you today that Jesus loves you. Jesus is connected to you. Jesus wants to be a, a part of your life. As Jesus' own word said, I and the, and the Father are one. And you will say, I and the Father are one. Because of Jesus, we are connected. And I'll skip the next example because I'll just dig a deeper hole. But, but I was going to talk about animals that were connected for life or, or, or mates for life. And there's like 15 of them. And, and anyway, that's the way it is for Christ. You know, guys, that may be hard for you to realize. Women are like, oh, that's so cool. I'm with Christ. We're mates for life. But we can think about the way the English do. We're mates. We're brothers for life. We're brothers for life. We're mates for life. Another definition for relation or uh, for relationship is eternal life. And I kind of stumbled on this. But I never realized the, the, the definition of eternal life is knowing God. Whew. The Bible says, and what is eternal life? This is Jesus' words. It's knowing you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Relationship is eternal life. And it's eternal our relationship with Jesus and we accept him, we're connected and it's eternal. And you say, well, pastor, I make so many mistakes. Or so do I. But as Jesus pursued Adam and Eve in the garden, he knew them eternally. In other words, there was no time in the beginning. It was just the garden and they were with God and they were connected with God. They were in relationship with God. They knew God. In Genesis, it said, and they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves. But what I want to get at today, that we can walk in the garden in the cool of the day and hear from the Lord. We've heard from the Lord today. You can hear from the Lord at any time and any place that you will take the time to walk with him. Time to reach out with him. Time to press in. A lot of you say that, that uh, you know, Adam and Eve sinned and God kicked them out of the garden. Well, if he wouldn't have kicked them out of the garden, they'd have been stuck. If they had ate from the other tree, they'd have been stuck in the sin state for all eternity. But immediately, in Genesis chapter 3, verses 15, God reconnected and made sure that that connection line was available. And he prophesied, he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your heel and you shall bruise his heel. He'll bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. 
And Joe quoted this scripture, and what it's saying is it was talking about the cross. That Christ would defeat Satan, he'd be under his feet, but he'd have to do it through the cross. Christ paid the price for a relationship that when we did make a, make mistakes, that God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And so Christ died for our past, our present, and our future sins. We just need to pray, press into his forgiveness, his salvation, and his relationship. Stay totally focused on him. And I think I'm going to close with that today because I've chased so many rabbits today. I'm not sure where to go because I, I think the Lord wants just to deal with people now. Uh, there's many people in this room today that, and praise team, if you guys want to go ahead and come up. But there's many people in this room today that that you're carrying a heavy load. And, and and we need to release that heavy load. And I think, to be honest with you, I think a lot of that was broken already today. But maybe we need to step out a little deeper in there and make sure that that head's cut off of what's disturbing our life. In other words, sometimes I think that, that during prayer time I'm going through a situation, I go and pray with somebody and I get a temporary, rarely just a, I feel better. But let's break the head of the problem off today. Let's take the time to say, Jesus, I know you love me and this is special to you. And whatever it may be, and just say, Jesus, it's here it is. And spend some time asking Jesus, what do I do now? Because so many times we, you know, we, we, we ask God for help. We feel good for a little bit, but we never ask God how to get out of the situation. And sometimes he just takes it. I understand that. But let's release it completely to him and spend some time. You know, God, I want to walk in your joy through this time. Tomorrow, the next day, the next day. I want to be walking in joy when I come back here next Sunday. Because that's the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with me. That's the kind of relationship that Jesus wants with you. Also, there may be people here inside today that, that you've never accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Guys, that's the first step to be connected to God, to be in, in that eternal life, that eternal connection with Jesus. We need to accept him. And we accept him by we confess our sins and we believe and confess that. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, when you confess and believe that you're saved. And there's no, nobody can say you're not because you are. And some of us need to do that today. Some of us need to accept Jesus. We've never done that before. And you're kind of, to be honest with you guys, it's, you, it's your choice. Everything I'm talking about today, it's a choice. Uh, just like the thief on the cross, you had one thief on one side and one on the other, and they both heard the same message. And one of them decided to receive, and the other one decided to continue complaining and bickering about the situation. So today, do you need to choose salvation? I want you to come and pray with me about that, if that would be you. Or, or really, just, I'm not where I need to be in God, and I need to give my life back to Him. But let's look at these problems that we're dealing with. 
again, it's kind of like the thieves on the cross, you know, we, we got these problems that we keep hanging on to and they keep nagging at us. They keep bothering us. You've heard the message today. Jesus wants to walk with you in that situation. Again, you can be like the thief on the cross that said, Oh, Jesus, remember me. Oh, Jesus, touch this situation. Or you can continue to grumble and complain about what you're going through. Our relationship is given to us. It's a free gift. It's not by works. It's by faith. But when we're vulnerable, let's start giving them over to the Lord. And let's start letting him move across our situations. Let's stand to our feet today.